Great DJs deserve great music. That's why here at Desi BPM, we're giving professional DJs access to the first ever online DJ pool exclusively for Desi Music. Register your interest now and receive your first three months free at desibpm.com. Yeah, yeah, welcome to the show, it's the number one show, interviews and music, podcast, you know, integrate the culture through the times, just sit back and chill, it's the roots and rhymes, roots and rhymes, roots and rhymes, just sit back and chill, it's the roots and rhymes, all you really need is some roots and rhymes, roots and rhymes, roots and rhymes. So this is the Roots and Rhymes podcast with myself, Chuns, and we're joined virtually by co-host, Mac. How you doing, brother? Doing good, bro. Doing good. How are you? Yeah, really good, man. Really good. We're live here in Pirate Studios in London for the latest, latest instalment, but unfortunately you couldn't join us today, could you? It's a little bit too far, man. I don't like to go out of Yorkshire if I don't have to. <laughs> you, do, you like your comforts, don't you? Your home comforts. <laughs> I like the comforts. I like the greenery around here. Yeah, absolutely. Also, as well, I just want to say that um, this show is sponsored by White Ash London. Uh, I'm wearing the tea for those that are on the YouTube listening so you can get that online um just check out our instagram we'll give you the link um check them guys out um yeah don't don't forget to subscribe as well to the podcast on the usual streaming platform so apple spotify um google Podcasts. you can get it all on there you get push notifications to tell you that uh, a new episode is out and also don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram that's where you get the the best of the content and we can direct you to wherever the best place is to view you've got to do that don't you have to do it get to catch up on all the previous episodes that you might have missed there's been some absolutely great banging episodes with some fascinating artists mm. fascinating people and today it's a bit of a different flex different vibe but we've got another another great guest today absolutely so you can also watch all the episodes on youtube now so get subscribing to that as well so we want to basically promote people watching the youtube channel and looking at it from a, a visual side so should be interesting. And so this week's guest, Mac, I've been in communication with for a number of years on uh, on social media, and I've been following his work for the last five or six years at least. He's a really yeah. he's a really really top bloke, and we're really glad to to have him on the show today. Incredibly talented person, and not just for what he outputs, but the thought behind the output is just on a completely different level. It's very rare that you see someone's work and get blown away by not just how it looks, but the thought and the thinking and the, the conceptual design behind it as well. It's, it's a real blessing to have this guy here today. Definitely. Or so there today, today. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> or there, not here. <laughs> not in Yorkshire, definitely not. So today's guest is not the usual type of artist we have on the show, but he's equally talented. His pieces combine popular and ethnic culture, making unique works of art. He's one of the nicest and genuine guys I've had the pleasure of meeting. And along with some friends, he's wanting to invite everybody into the group chat. It's Vic Kane. How yes. you doing, bro? I'm very good, man. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Good, really, good, really good. good. Great to have you on the show today. Thanks a lot for joining us. Love it, man. I'm glad I'm here. Good. Good. So nice to meet you finally in person. Absolutely. As well. Yeah. Fellow uh, Gaint as well. Yeah, fellow Gaint as well. <laughs> Two on Vic, one you're, now. You're, you're so talented. I think Chun's trying to claim you as his own family at times, you know. <laughs> you know what? We, we might be. I don't even know. Yeah, like, yeah, we might be. We haven't yeah. even done the family treat yet. You <laughs> no, might I'm know my granddad. I'm sure the, the bloodline's strong, though. If it is you yeah. two, I'm sure. 
yeah. So how, how's the current climate been for work and commissions? I mean, obviously, we're kind of creeping out a lockdown now, but how's it been for the last, what, 14 weeks or so? You know what? For me, I, I've been saying this to everyone, all my, all my mates. I'm like, this is the best I've ever been. Um, oh, really? I've never been this busy before. Wow. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm fine if lockdown continues and this continues. Yeah. Probably, you know? <laughs> um, Works but, well for you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kicked off um, greatly. Um, okay. Yeah. So you're also in full force putting out content on your social channels and stuff. So yeah. it must have ignited uh, another level of productivity for you as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I recently, well, at the beginning of the year, I started making these jackets. Um, yeah. yeah. And from like those sold within a week and it was wow. so unexpected from yeah. then it was just kind of like this upward journey just keep on going keep on going yeah yeah, yeah. you know and Absolutely. i know i've been doing this for so long mm. and there's these like mini opportunities that start start happening and yeah. and you know like things just just start working out and, and fitting together so yeah. um this year was kind of the year where it all you know really made sense for me just um knowing that things are so much more consistent, yeah. you know, and I've always been consistent with my artwork. I always try to stay, you know, consistent with it. Mm. Um, and the audience has just been growing and appreciating it so much more. So I appreciate them as well. I, I tell you what, I've seen, I've seen them denim jackets on yeah. your Instagram. <laughs> and before I could Amazing. go and, and try and look at buying one, they were sold out. So they must have gone pretty and, quickly. And, and understandably, they were a little bit expensive. But well, it's a unique, it's a unique piece <laughs> of, of course, art. So I mean, yeah, like, just yeah. a piece of art that you wear, really. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Like, I tell you what, if Louis Vuitton were making that jacket, they'd charge three times more. Yeah, so it's exactly an absolute that. bargain. But there might be three more coming. Just oh, know, just inside secret. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'd love to get my hands on as long as we get the link first. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send us the priority access. <laughs> Absolutely. And now you've you've launched the the group chat in the group chat podcast. Yes, we have. With uh, with a couple of your friends. How's yeah. how's that been? So that's been great. Um, obviously, just like you guys as well, I think it's like we we have pers different personalities and we have a lot to share, you yeah. know, from a guy's mm. perspective as yeah, well yeah. on anything and everything, you know, mm. and that's literally what we are um, trying to achieve, you mm. know, just dropping on subjects of um, Indian culture and anything that we kind of get involved in during the week. Yeah. Um, we put it out there and it's been it's been great to to just, you know, work with two of my best friends doing well, that. One thing that I loved about it, though, it was that, it, it was such an easy listen. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but the three of you as well, you have a, a bit of a, a calmness about your your voice. Of course. Um, yeah. And the way you, you come across. And it's that comes across in the podcast, and especially when you're talking about some hard-hitting issues. Mm. Like, were you talking about COVID? Mm. I mean, you had a guest on the show as well, which she was a nurse, yeah, yeah. I believe. So some real stuff. But the fact that it doesn't sound like it's quite daunting, it's a really good listen. And... Yes. um. It's great now that you're, what, three, four episodes in? Yeah, um, our, our fourth episode is actually dropping this Sunday. Okay. Um, and it's going to be all about weddings. Oh, okay. Because we, 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 are, we are a big part of the wedding season. Absolutely, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're also door players, so yeah. that's a big part of my, my musical side as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, from a young age, but um, that will be... Rewind! Let's take it back. Know your roots. So, growing up on the east side of London... How was your experience in your early years when music came to the forefront? I mean, we three, four years old was were you exposed to music? What were you listening to? What did you hear? What do you remember? What's your earliest memory about that? Oh man, long time ago now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going way back. Um, you know what? Like, it's pretty funny because I remember, like, I used to live in Barking, 
Yeah. And um, my dad had this old hi-fi system yeah. and um, was full of these like rows of CDs, which like come out really cool, you know, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. in and all yeah. that. And um, these were original CDs of uh, Michael Jackson, Queen, ABBA. Oh, um, so we're going way back. Bee Gees. Yeah, you know? This yeah, is kind yeah, of like yeah. my dad's music My taste. dad was a massive Bee Gees fan. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I loved same, same Their videos song. were brilliant as well, I th- man. I, I think even now for me, Queen is like... Um, top of the top and it's it's beautiful to listen to because it's very nostalgic yeah you know because it always reminds me of when we were younger you know playing these music this this music and stuff and on his old bose white speakers you know we still have those as well i bet they still sound good as well i bet they yeah yeah. yeah. i mean to be honest we've just got wires hanging in the house at the moment (laughs) brilliant yeah so you know it's funny you mentioned with with queen and and um, I just recently watched the the biopic of Freddie Mercury, was sure. it, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a movie! Brilliant. What an absolute movie! Uh, Rami Malek, he amazing plays him amazingly. Yes. Honestly, agreed. Have you seen it, Mike? I've seen bits of it. I fell asleep when I was watching it. Not because <laughs> the film was bad. That was because it was one of those days. You're you're a bad musician. <laughs> <laughs> No, but honestly, I have to say it's one of. I, I think there's it, a bit of a season of biopics as well when it came. Yeah. To, because you yeah. had uh, Rocket Man as well, didn't you? Uh, yeah. The yeah. Elton John yeah. biopic, and I, I enjoyed all of them. But the Bohemian Rhapsody just. I didn't actually. I knew that Freddie Mercury was Indian. Yeah. But I didn't know that he actually came from such an Indian background. I just thought yeah. he was like, oh, he was born in India, but like mm. Richard or something like that. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I, I didn't understand that whole background about couldn't, him. And, you couldn't tell from the mustache. Even <laughs> even even I didn't understand it as well. My dad tried to explain it to me sometimes, yeah. but I looked at him and I was like, "Where the hell is this guy Indian? Where is that coming from?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's crazy because yeah, the, nothing about him came across as yeah, that that yeah. much on the like Max saying the bloody mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so you're talking about your so was your dad your main influence when it came to that music? Um, I I think kind of um played a part in it. Uh, not so much now. However, like my music taste has kind of adapted and changed. You know, like what I like today. But yeah. uh, but uh, back then it was it was very much like I wasn't so exposed to hip hop and rap as much as I am now. Um, mm-hmm. Or just probably about I'd say about five six years ago when I really got into it. Yeah. And a lot of my artwork became you know stuff um, based on these artists and singers and you know rappers as well. Yeah. So I was all about my old school music and yeah. I still love my old school bangers. No, um, I was I was a massive, uh, still I'm a massive Michael Jackson fan yeah, as well. Absolutely, got the Thriller vinyl, all yep. that, and probably not the original press because it was <laughs> it was long before me. But I think similar to yourself, yeah, I grew up as well listening to Michael Jackson and the Bee Gees and, and that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, uh, and that influence came from my my dad. Brilliant. as well. But was, was there a secondary influence? Like, what was your household like? Obviously, coming from a Punjabi background. Yeah, was there a lot of exposure on that side of things, or was it predominantly an English music household? Because I like Mac as an example. He did grew up not listening to a lot of Punjabi mm-hmm. tunes. It was more when he met other Punjabi people, like mm-hmm. friends and stuff like that. That's when his exposure came. Was it similar with yourself, or was it a bit of a mixed? I think it was pretty mixed. Um, I, I do recall so many like old home videos where it's like you know one of a cousin's birthday or yeah. my birthday, you know, and um, there's just um old school Bhangra bands in the yeah. background, <laughs> yeah. you know, like <laughs> it's like I can I can remember like 
um just some Gurdas Man songs or anything um from Hira, yeah. Alap, you know, always playing in back the then. Usual like, yadis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's and, and and everyone just dancing and it's just like, you know, we don't now when I look back at those videos, yeah, I remember these songs and I'm like, okay, I need to I need to get this song, I need yeah. to search it, you know, and, and now make it part of my playlist now. Yeah. So that it doesn't get lost, you know. It's it's funny that is. It it seems to be a recurring story. This that people didn't grow up listen not listening, but people didn't grow up saying, "I'm an Alad fan, I'm a Hira fan." It's mm. more you were exposed to it, and yeah. then you stopped listening to it, and then you came back to it later on in life. Like yeah. almost it was a. a nostalgic point in your life that brings you back I think to that. that's what it is it's memories you know yeah. like, because they, they bring you back to these points in your yeah. life when you were younger where you can't remember too much but yeah. Yeah. when you look at these videos you know these are old home videos yeah. like really bad quality videos and just the music is there and you're like these are like golden moments yeah. which um, which need to still be alive almost now almost defined by these songs really aren't they and exactly. you remember the soundtrack of life isn't it it's like that it's like these songs yeah. have a meaning and an emotion attached to them and when yeah. you hear them again after so long it just all those memories come flooding back. Yeah, absolutely. So growing up um, and you start obviously going to school and influences start coming from that side of things. What what kind of things were you, I mean, like you said, you grew up in Barking, so fairly multicultural to an extent. Yeah. Um, what kind of music were you listening to then? Oh, God. Um, so back then, I think it was um, it was the days when we were downloading um, stuff from Frostwire, LimeWire, yeah, kind of, you know, just everything yeah. we could find, you know. And, find um, any instrumental for anything, any remix yeah. that was ever done. Take an hour to there. download it, but it's all good. All of the yeah, old yeah, Dr. Yeah. Zeus, you know, like yeah, yeah. Um, throwing it back. We're like um, the, the kind of like old classics, just Gangana, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. just enjoying that kind of music, I think, yeah. a lot of the time, because I think um, back then um, it was very much that everyone's in this kind of age where we're like you know growing up kind of like adapting to the new age of music that was kind of growing at the time Absolutely. so then we're yeah. like yeah we're in with all this you know new these new songs and yeah. new beats and stuff that's coming out and we're like yeah like, if you don't have it you're not in you know <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that, that we was talking about this on one of the previous podcasts that you you kind of used to have these mp3 players and if you had the tunes on your mp3 player you were like yeah. you were the baddest mm, yeah. in your group of friends or whatever so i remember burning multiple cds oh, for my right, mate's yeah, car yeah, and stuff yeah, you know yeah. and they're like yeah burn me this song into a car you know onto a cd and i'm like god what am i like doing mix, a factory mix, mix one yeah exactly one. <laughs> and, and then i was like okay let, let me make it like more me yeah let me yeah. start drawing all over these cds okay. right, right. so as early as you that know. you were getting into the the drawing side of things and you really like that yeah i mean like i think that was just something i was always doing at school like back then i was just always drawing all over my books even when i was supposed to be doing work i was yeah. you know the teacher probably knew that it was mine because i was drawing there was doodles all over the the covers and yeah. inside you know so um I like to stand out like that a little bit and just make my mark. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was always one of those things, you know, like back then when we had Sony Sony Ericsson's, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, with your built-in MP3. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Vic, uh, you say that obviously with the, the phones, people had tunes on them, the Walkman phones and all that kind of stuff takes you right back. But what was the first CD or tape even do you remember buying? 
You know what? I don't think I ever really bought a tape or a CD. No, really. <laughs> I always on illegal downloads. Download. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was a time of. We're out in him now, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope I don't get done for nah. that. But you know, it was. It was back then. Now, <laughs> n- nowadays, I've I, I've learned to you know appreciate music so much more and the musicians and the artists. So mm. um, if I do get something, I, I buy it. You yeah, know? So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I think that tends to happen though, doesn't it? As you probably get older and you start appreciating the music a little bit more and maybe yeah. the effort that goes into it being an artist a different kind of artist yourself but understanding that it takes a lot what you end up seeing it from a different perspective like for me i the literally the last cd or vinyl that i bought i can't even remember yeah. however as early as two days ago i just bought the vinyl for the streets nice. new uh, new album okay and the reason why i bought that is because i love him as an artist yeah and I wanted the vinyl as a piece of nostalgia yeah, as well, because I know it's a great album for sure. and I just want to kind of keep that piece of time sure. there. And I think that's a lot of things. And there's, and there's a parallel with that, with a lot of your artwork, I think yeah. as well, because of the stuff that you, you show in there, I think maybe possibly the reason why people buy it or you do commissions and that kind of stuff is because it's a nostalgic piece in in time yeah uh like i remember when when i did portraits of like bob marley or michael jackson you know yeah um ice cube and stuff like that these yeah. are like legendary like musicians mm. in, and i and i still I, I will refer to ice cube as a legendary musician in rap, absolutely you know, because yeah. he is a he is a rapper that people have known from like day you know and He's made waves. Well, you know. but as early as MWA, but exactly. I mean, yeah. anybody that's Bigger seen straight out of Compton will probably then understand that he was actually much more of a businessman. He did yeah. a lot more. Like yeah. you forget that he he wrote Friday and Next Friday and all that kind of Brilliant and all movies. them movies. And uh, I'm so yeah. glad you w- know the movies. Man, yeah, and Menace so to Society as well. Yeah. Like yeah. he wrote all of them. Yeah. Like I only learnt that. Around, yeah, when I watched Straight Outta Compton, yeah. that he wrote Menace to Society. So, so, so a lot of people's like reactions to those artworks were like, oh shit, like, you know, this is sick, this is different, mm. you know, and it's like very edgy, like I've got like these, a, a Tupac and Dre piece, you know, yeah. and um, a lot of these artists that people, t- you know, nearly forgot about, like um, yeah. um, De La Soul. Yeah, as well, and yeah. a lot of these. Yeah. Uh, that that was kind of like my whole series of hip hop rap rap artists, yeah, know, yeah, legends yeah. in the game, and uh, I did a whole series of like black and white portraits of them. So, so did that kind of reflect your taste in music, either yeah. at that time or earlier? Is I, that the kind of stuff I that think, you were listening to? I think both. So, like, I still love listening to those now, and back then is when I kind of discovered it a lot more. So, yeah. I was I remember listening to Run DMC like constantly on repeat. You yeah, know, like, yeah. And and these were like songs that were just pumping in my mis- old Mercedes A class. <laughs> By the way, it wasn't a nice one. It was a it was a little green boot type one. Yeah, yeah really yeah. old. Okay, so, um, but but then it was um, it was that kind of music that really like influenced me to make those pieces as well. Yeah, you know, um, just to so, so would you say that like the artwork you've put out represents where you are at that moment as a you know as your interest as your personality if you always kind of followed that rather than doing it you know like sometimes people can do things because they think it's it's what the audience might want or what people might want would you say you've always approached it from this is representing who i am first yeah so i mean i I always stick by living in the moment and if i if i hear something or see something and i feel like i can i can like process or produce something um 
like creative from that, mm. you know, and just put it in my own way. I can convey mm. that in some way special, you know. So I'm like in that moment, it's more genuine. Yeah, at, at yeah. That time, you know. So yeah. if if I do hear anything or, or or see anything, I'm like, okay, my mind is like constantly buzzing, and I'm like, I need to get this done. So. That, I think that's when my insomnia started um, yeah. <laughs> picking up, you know, um, not sleeping at night. I'm yeah. just like, if I need to do it, I'll do it now. You know, I think that comes with the the whole creativity side of yeah. things, because you get that. What I was taught was it was called an ID spark, mm-hmm. which was basically that moment where almost like the penny drops. Absolutely. That is, and that's what it is. It's a spark. You could sit in front of your computer. You probably know you could sit in front of your laptop computer or, or a piece of paper with a pen mm. and not draw anything. But then all of a sudden there's one moment and yeah. boom, well, it just blurts out and it's, and, and, and it and works. I guess, you know what, it, it, it's nice when that happens, but there's also times when that didn't happen. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there was a whole period during uni where I wasn't creating anything for about six weeks mm. and I was pissed at myself. Yeah. I was I was mm. wrecking my mind over why can't I create anything? Why isn't anything coming to me? You know, there's no creative spur. Mm. And um the weirdest way I just uh, I started creating things again was I, I was in Birmingham so I went yeah. to uni and BCU yeah. and um I just went for a bit of a run down down one of the canals at mm. like six AM after watching um Pursuit of Happiness. Really? And, and um <laughs> I was motivated. Yeah, I, was, I was like, <laughs> my spark is back, yes. I am back. <laughs> oh sick. Right. You know? So so talking about your education, yeah. so a couple of years before that, you in two thousand and ten you went to Barking Academy School. Um which Barking effectively Abbey, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your Barking Abbey, yeah. Yeah. Um where you did visual communication. So but Barking Abbey is is where I was my secondary school. Yeah. But yeah. so then I did visual communication at uni in, in BCU. Right, okay. In Birmingham. Okay. Yeah. So was that your first introduction to a formal route of visual communication? Or were you doing things before that as well? I, we gathered that you were drawing little things yeah. on on your CDs and stuff, but yeah. then were you always looking to take that seriously or was it kind of just a hobby that I think it was up? I think it was always something I was going to take seriously um yeah. during during even even like secondary school and a levels and stuff art was always the one thing that stood out to me so much yeah you know, and that was the one thing that I always excelled in mm. um so art I, I think for my a levels I took art music yeah. and no not music art psychology and business BTEC because okay. I got kicked out of um, economics and maths, which obviously weren't me. But yeah, yeah. Um, those th- those are two subjects I only took because um, my parents thought you know I should do it because yeah my sister yeah did it. yeah. So it didn't make sense to me. And, it's something uh, that we we it's a it's a theme, isn't it? There, Mac, yeah. that we generally mm. hear these things that it, certain things are expected, but some of the best creativity come from the people that are expected to go down that route, but yeah. actually. Are meant for other things, yeah, exactly. and I want to do other things. It's hard to break out of it sometimes mm. because of the expectations placed on, you know, what we're supposed to do versus what we want to do, yeah. and it takes a real strong yeah. character to continue to pursue. And I think, that, and that I think happiness, I, if you like, I think that that sort of ties in with like, I guess, parents' expectations of their kids and yeah. what what they want them to mm. do. You know, Absolutely. what they think is right for them to do as well. Yeah, you know, rather we don't always know that from the beginning. Or like mm. at that age, it doesn't yeah. matter what age you're at, you can try so many new things. Yeah. And I knew that even if um I I I failed other things, art and music were like the two things that always kept me going. Yeah, you could bank on that. Yeah. 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 So like even for A levels, I remember doing my um my practical um 
What did I do? I played Dabla on top of, oh, um, wow. on, and I had a company um, Vajja player as yeah. well, just uh, some Bibi down the road who could play Vajja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I brought her into my school and, okay. um, to do my music music exam. Wow. And um, I, so I, I learned Dabla for about three years. Okay. So that was where I just did like a simple thing and managed to yeah. still get a D. It wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> But seeing that it wasn't great around that time, then that's when you started picking up the doll. Yeah, and then you. Uh... So the doll, I actually started before that. Um, okay. So I think probably about four years after starting doll, that's yeah. when I picked up double for about three years. Okay. And then I left out where it was. So so you were playing doll like through your high school days. Yeah. And then into college, yeah. yeah. Um. So learning from a very young age, sure. but then around that time, then is when uh, you started. Playing Dole for ambassadors of Dole. Yeah. And you started to get regular research. gigs Damn. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> AOD was old school, man. Yeah. The internet can find anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. So you've seen the, the pictures of me without yeah. beards, without tattoos. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen the pictures. I've seen you on stage at Mella and that kind of stuff brilliant, as well. Brilliant, so, brilliant. but ambassadors of Dole, would you say that was kind of the beginning of you being more heavily involved in music yes. and exposure to more artists and, and the scene, yeah. as we call it. So it was interesting because when I was 10, I started playing doll and I, I started going to this um, this youth centre to to learn. Mm. Um, so it was like summer school lessons yeah. where it's yeah. like, oh, look, there's doll classes on, you know. So mm. I used to go to those. And um, the t my teacher at the time, was someone that I looked up to, obviously, you know, of course, the, yeah, the guy yeah. called Prit Prasajit. He's also a, uh, a magician now and okay. also an ex-producer. Oh, wow. So um, he goes by Skyline, okay. um, Sky Productions and stuff like that. So he's he's very cool. Um, and then he passed his teaching down to his student at the time, mm -hmm. um, the Lodgen. And I was always going home from my, my door lessons saying, oh, T taught me this today, T taught me that. Yeah. My parents were like, who is T? Yeah. Like, why am I, sh why am I shorting his name down yeah, to, yeah, a, yeah, to yeah, a letter, yeah, yeah. you know? And uh, that's all I knew him as. But then um, my, my dad came and picked me up from door class once and um, he knew him. So my dad's a, a driving instructor and okay. he was like, I taught him how to drive. So oh, wow. <laughs> it, it was nice. Like the you never so forget small. your driving instructor, man. Yeah, like they're one of the and people dad, in your life that you always. And my always dad was my driving instructor. You know. Okay. So, I mean, like my dad taught me how to drive since I was thirteen. But yeah. it's so funny that he taught my door teacher as well. Yeah, yeah, you know? so yeah absolutely. It was a nice little connection there. Yeah, definitely. You know, Probably brought you a little bit closer to him, and probably yeah, yeah, yeah. did it bring you a little bit closer to playing as well? Did you find yes. because he was almost you could have seen him as someone you could relate to and the I, fact that I, I saw him as family straight yeah. away you know it's kind of like having an older brother oh wow and um mm. and it was nice like that because we always did our early gigs together yeah. you know just me and him or you know the whole group and stuff like yeah. that and um when doing stage shows that you know that that trust became you know uh, playing with singers like Fodji Gill and yeah. you know any other artists like Andrea Jolly that yeah, came yeah, to yeah. like London Dabar and did like a stage show wow. you know so that that just it was it was a nice feeling just to have that and then he became my double double teacher as well. Uh, so you, okay, so he turned yeah. from your doll teacher to your double teacher well, as well at the same time because he because he learned uh, yeah, yeah, from yeah. Pritpow as well. So okay. it's kind of like Pritpow taught T T taught me. Okay, so it kind of <laughs> yeah, worked his way down. Brilliant. <laughs> exactly. So it seems like as well, and you you saying it, you've always focused on combining that love of music and art yeah. together, whether it be drawing, illustration. 
and more recently digital art. Yeah. Towards the end of college, that's when you started recreating illustrations of musical artists mm -hmm. and album covers and, and even graffiti yeah. and that kind of stuff. So was this kind of an outlet for you to kind of show what your love of music was through that channel? Uh, illustration or, or or drawing that kind of thing. So was this your way of amalgamating them two worlds? I think I think at sometimes it, it kind of like was either way. So yeah. I either expressed music in an artistic form, mm. or my art was motivated um, just because of anything that inspired me. Yeah, like music as well, like a two way street almost, yeah. right? So, yeah. So 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 sometimes when I want to step away from art, I end up doing music. Mm. So I do a little mm. production on the side as yeah. well. Um, just logic and teaching myself piano, you know. Um, yeah. So I guess music is a bit of an outlet to my art mm -hmm. sometimes when I just want to step away from that, but yeah. it's still a creative process. Absolutely. You know, um, which which I enjoy. I think that that kind of stuff is um, is a nice way to express yourself in in a different format. It is. I think you've knocked the nail on Definitely. the head there. That's the thing. It's if you still want to express your creativity, but you don't want to do it in your conventional route or your normal route, then like you approach there's music, music. There's absolutely dance. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There's, there's singing. people there's do it in completely different ways absolutely. i mean you like we we had um harps um call from asian network on the yeah, show yeah, yeah. a couple of weeks ago and she uses dance as her creative outlet as well and i think that it's a general theme here across across the whole podcast yeah as well that everybody has these alternative outlets whilst still maintaining that creativity as yeah, well yeah. so that's the thing. It's just I feel, true I feel like the creativity, you can't turn it on and turn it off like a tap, can you? No. It kind of hits you when it hits you. So yeah. if it's not happening for you in one area, you still have that creative need to express. But yeah. if you can go into a different area and do it, probably recharges your battery in the other area and come back at it fresh. Yeah. And I, and I think that that is the case sometimes. Mm. Like I am just like, I need to step away. Yeah. You know, and I know that when I'm creating and I'm sitting at my desk, you know, or sit, sitting in a coffee shop for hours on end, just yeah. like working on commissions or doing my own thing yeah um on the weekends when it comes to doll i'm a different person on stage yeah you know mm. i'm i'm so expressive with my actions yeah and, and yeah, I love yeah, that yeah energy you know and then that is like that feeling compared to art is i i can't fault them you know yeah. Th those two feelings together are like amazing for me i mean they're, they're equally creative but they probably spark something completely different because uh, we've said before, myself and Mac, when we were on the DJ scene like yeah. eight years ago, we 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 used to thrive off the atmosphere inside that club. Yeah, right. And uh, we stopped, uh, or I stopped DJing weddings and stuff a long time ago. Yeah, and I didn't find that uh, bungra music was really doing a lot for me. Yeah, um, and weddings and stuff. So I went down the R and B hip hop route. Sure, I started DJing in clubs in Leeds and uh, across the country. And Mac was my hype man. Yeah. And we big used to big up the hype man. <laughs> <laughs> hype, hype. Can't have a DJ without a hype man. Absolutely. And that's so true, that brother. <laughs> and and the, we used to not just vibe off each other, yeah. but vibe off the crowd. Yeah. And that's what made you want to keep going back. Yeah, absolutely. That is what made me want to do gigs because um about a, a month and a half ago we did a, 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 a online virtual live, a charity event. And we were DJing to a camera. Yeah. And How the first thing was it? Well, the, the weird thing is for me, 
I can DJ at home sure, yeah. to my daughter and I, I, it's the best <laughs> it's the best thing ever, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it doesn't have the same buzz because once you drop a track, she wasn't going to go, oh, like that, yeah, like yeah, the crowd yeah, yeah, does. Of course, of course, of course. But Matt was saying to me, oh, I don't know how this is going to be because yeah. he, he vibes off the crowd, don't you? Sure. Well, the, the thing is like, you know, the hype man's job is to get people hype and you, you have interaction with them. You can call people out. You can say things that you see and it gets that crowd going. When Chun's told me, I was like, you, you want me to MC to a camera? Like, how am I going to do this? Like, but it actually turned out yeah. it's really enjoyable. But you kind of, isn't, saying that, you can never take away the live feeling of a crowd because, no. you know, when you're, when you're playing doll in front of a, a crowd, when you're MCing in front of a crowd, you're playing for their reaction. Yeah, yeah. It's so, more than about what you enjoy saying yeah. or doing. It's, it's how they react We're to it. We're feeding off a of mutual energy. And it's Absolutely. Just like, yeah. I think that's the best way yeah. to put it. You are feeding off a of mutual energy. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a two-way road and it's similar to what you're, what you're saying there. Like with music, yes, it, it provides a different creative outlet, but it also gives you that relief and yeah. get you away from art. And I think, I think that's really, really good to have that as well, Absolutely. to help spark creativity in other places yeah. as well. Because... You you've been you haven't been shy of amalgamating these two worlds because even then you took your pen your pen to your doll my pen and your pen <laughs> to your doll I took my pen <laughs> <laughs> you took that to your doll yeah and you you amalgamated them words and you yeah. drew, uh, them worlds and you 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 drew on your doll yeah. Any ustadi blah, what the hell are yeah, you yeah, doing, yeah. man? Of course. <laughs> Don't ever do that. But I, you know, was... I, I think that became a thing that, you know, like, um, I think everyone saw one drum that was designed up yeah. and then I was like, yeah, I want to do that as well. And yeah. Person was like, yeah, I want to do that as well. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, it's, it, it gives a bit more personality to your Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. that is an extension of you. When you're yeah. playing and you've got your arms in the air and you're playing that drum, it is an extension yeah. of you really, yeah. isn't it? I That's really, I thought that was really cool seeing that, yeah, and that well, you, yeah, you yeah, actually, cool. you actually did that. Yeah. So at that point in time, so we're talking around what, 2012, 2013, that you were getting more serious about the doll. Mm. Your artwork as well was ramping up. Yep. You were, you were doing these pieces, which, um, which were showing artists and rappers were there again, a representation of the kind of music that you were into because it wasn't just hip hop artists that you were mm. doing. You did images of uh, Jazzy, uh, B. Jazzy B. Yeah. yeah, yeah. PBN, one yeah. of his covers, yeah. that kind of stuff. Did that show the music that you were into around that time? Absolutely. Yeah. These are, these are like singers and artists that I put like, Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember doing the time-lapse of fiction in the Junior yeah. Dread, you know, and these are like, like legends in the game again, yeah absolutely you know, it comes back down to that i'm like I, w- I really want to represent and express like how how important these, these figures are like, yeah um especially sure. in, in every culture and musical game you know mm. down there um and these are like trendsetters you know so 100 someone like shinda to put that up there and and i mean coming back to ice cube he reshared the post that i did of his piece as wow. well so wow, I, I had sick. ice cubes i had ice cubes um team contact me asking if they Brilliant. can repost the NWA artwork that I did. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, of course. Yeah. Why are you even asking? <laughs> yeah, why are you asking? But it's nice that they asked didn't ask me. Why are you asking me? But that was amazing. That was like a, that, that was one of those points again where yeah. it's like, oh shit, there's a bit of a push here. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And it gives you that motivation to keep going. It does, which definitely. I love these to be things. recognized as well yeah. and to think, hang on a sec, he's seen my stuff. 
Yeah. And he wants to reshare it. Is it's these is, unexpected uh, opportunities that are so special, yeah, you know? And yeah, I'm like, yeah. You, you have to realize that these moments have their time as well. Like, yeah, you have definitely. To the right time. And, um, yeah, just waking up and getting these like emails or calls to do certain things. I'm mm. like, yo, didn't expect this. Yeah. But yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And I, th- I think it's a credit to the work that you're doing yeah. as well, because mm. as you said, around that time, you, your, your own personal style mm. started to emerge. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's when you started gaining that real popularity. Yeah. And, I think what was special about it is you making these unbelievably detailed illustrations and using these vibrant colors, mm. which wasn't really the norm. And by doing it with subjects which are from popular culture, mm. it became really relatable yeah. whilst also expressing your personality through it. For sure. Was that the kind of thing that you was going for? Because that's how it was represented to me. Yeah. Is that the, is that the way you were going about it? Is that what you wanted to achieve? So... Uh- if anyone obviously has seen my artwork, they know that I do my best to convey tradition yeah. in a modernized, like, 100%. You know, culture. 100%. Now. Yeah. So I, I always start with culture. There's so much that we can be inspired by, mm. and so much that has come from my past and now that I try and um, bring back in such a unique, u- unique, like, aspect, you yeah. know, unique sort of perspective. Mm. And <clears throat> having those artists, um, out there that are so much more active on social media as well now Mm. you know i can at least show them that there's something that i can give as well give back you know to represent them or show off what i want to create for them as well yeah so um i mean a big influence to my art is indian cultural traditional artwork like mughal art yeah and that sort of stuff is always so painted you know back in the day and paintings are beautiful you know don't get me wrong but nowadays things are always on their screen on screens you know um, mm-hmm. people are like locked onto the ipads absolutely and so to have artwork that is vibrant and so full of depth with like shading and backgrounds you know the time the time and and detail that i put into that stuff really pays off because it really helps people immerse into one it's it's funny you say that and i i didn't really think about it from that perspective mm-hmm. because you see illustrations and digital art as just a modern version of creativity obviously photoshop and airbrushing and that kind of thing wasn't necessarily available Mm. early down the line but i think it's so true that you can't appreciate a good van gogh or anything like that on a screen yeah you have to see it in person and then you have to travel to go get it even if it's printed it's printed in so many different ways the colors are never the same exactly it's never the same but whereas because of digital screens hd displays Mm. and that kind of your artwork is always going to be represented the way you intended it to be. Yeah. And I'm trying to utilize the, the, these, yeah. these technologies in the best way possible, you know, and really like show off the art in the cleanest, clearest way. You know, Absolutely. And just... I, I think, I think that's such a good point because, um, yeah. you know, what strikes me about your work, Vic, is it's like, it's kind of like, think of it in terms of DJing perspective is like, you know, back mm. in the day, if you, if you couldn't DJ with vinyls, you couldn't DJ. You, there was a skill yeah. involved, right? It's like, Absolutely. you know, yeah. Renaissance yeah. artists. If you can't use oil paints, you can't paint. Yeah. And then it's kind of like technology has made things so accessible that anybody can pick up, you know, Serato and be a DJ. Anyone can pick yeah. up Photoshop and be an artist. I remember to everyone stand- had virtual DJ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so, and so the, the, fast, the, the amazing thing about your work is you're standing out 
when it's easy for everyone to do it. Like, you know, when it's, when it's hard to get into, it's easier to stand out because there's yeah. only a small, small pond, isn't there? Whereas sure. now you're talking about everybody could do, could do this, yeah. but you're still getting recognized. And I think that's a testament to the creativity behind it because like talk about the depths of colors, but there's something that's really well thought about the pieces mm. that you create mm. that makes the, makes you rise above everybody who's doing it. So like, so, so I mean, like between the time that I was making all the like digital portraits of um, yeah. of artists and you know um, singers and rappers, mm. I was doing a lot of god artwork as well. Yeah, so absolutely Hinduism and you know um, yep. Sikhism yep. and uh, is even Islamic artwork as well. So mm. I was trying to really like broaden my horizon, you know, yep. with the kind of things that I'm expressing, not just showing off that I'm Hindu Punjabi. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. This is the gods. Yeah, you know? mm. but really like reinventing the old paintings that used to be made and mm. you yeah. know, what people were always seeing like Gudware and yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. But like how you said, it's kind of like I I wanna I wa- I, w- I really want to like motivate youngsters that they can do this as well and show mm. them that this is something that is possible for yeah. the future. You know, so I have gone into schools and I and I and I put up these mini exhibitions you yeah. know, for for the kids to um, kind of question and look at and see yeah. that this is a potential thing that they can do and express themselves in the future. Absolutely. You know, um, so anything I can do to like really um, show that it's a, uh, it's a pathway in life is, is, mm. is a good thing, you know, and everyone has some sort of um, perspective to give. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I, I think, I think I just want to touch on as well, your, your style and what, what I see is that you, you're absolutely right. When, when you say that you you take inspiration from this Mughal style and traditional style. It definitely comes through. Yeah. And some of your, your recent artwork as well, you've done the, um, the uh, digital females in regal attire yeah. doing normal everyday things, yeah. squatting at the gym. Yeah. That was a big one. Like that was a great one. Getting a milkshake, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Crazy things like yeah. that, eating yeah. a donut. Yeah. This is, these are crazy things that you're almost showing this Dave Das esque world. Nice. But hang on a sec, yeah. there, there's a modern twist to it here, showing two different times. And, and, and some of them that, have tattoos, and some of them, you know, exactly. have, have, they have expressions that are individual. Like they they hold themselves up, and the reason why I do this is because in back in back in the day when there was Mughal artwork, there mm. was, and, and I have spoken about this in one of my my past videos where I'm time lapsing. Yeah. Um, the inspiration of seeing Mughal artwork, which mm. was so dated and always showed women represented as serving men mm. and with not many clothes on. Yeah. I was like, something needs to change. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there needs to be some sort of upgrade here. Yeah. Some sort of like respect. Empowerment as well. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like, it's funny because I've got so many fellow artists on Instagram mm. and a lot of them are females. Yeah. And so when they see a normal straight guy that's able to express and, you know, at least show this level of respect to uh, put women up on a pedestal yeah. is so, so important. Like, yeah. And, and they, they love that as well. They see that because with, you know, I'm, I myself as a male is, is trying to show that we understand, yeah. you know, and that we're, we're really um, well, th- th- that's real life right, now, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. we, we go to weddings and women get married within our culture and wear all these beautiful traditional outfits, but underneath them outfits, they've got tattoos. Yeah, yeah. They go to the the gym and they squat. 
they they're going out for dinners and, and that kind of and, and they represent and it's nothing they should be ashamed of no, no. Ever, not at all or, or, it's the or, amalgamation of two worlds even even i mean not even two days ago i did yeah. this i just uploaded this piece of a bartender maharani yeah like dropping yeah. these shots you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Shots yeah and everything and it's yeah. dope and i had these people from india like come in like going at it uh, they're like no. oh this is badly represented how could she have a cobra beer over there you know and shots and alcohol in this piece uh, keyboard warriors man i'm like open your mind up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is you're always gonna get people like that but it, you're absolutely right yeah. and it's not something that's completely out of the box and you're like oh my god he's really pushed some boundaries yeah. here it's this is real life yeah and it's i an, think it's that's a, it's why a, it's a statement of I think what's great about it is it's a statement of society. It's like, this is 2020. It's not, you know, it's not, we're not back in the day now. We're not with uh, old school mentality. We, yeah. this generation has changed. Yeah. We we have to respect that women are second-class citizens or they're not a, a lower form in, in our relationship there. Mm. They can do exactly what we can do as males yeah. and they should be encouraged to do that as well. And this artwork really shines. It's like, you know, we're all, it's a, it's a real, for me, what I take from it, it's a message of equality. It's yeah, like, you can absolutely. do whatever, you can do Definitely. whatever we can do and you should be proud of that too. Yeah. And and all the different like types of women that are out there, you know, mm. like I have, um, you know, different skin tones happening. I have yeah. Um, yeah. different sizes happening as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So like, a lot of people love that I'm expressing all these different things because in some way, someone's going to be able to relate to something, Yeah, you know, um, even artworks of um females and females together yeah yeah you know? yeah so i'm really pushing these boundaries and just like changing the norms of how people think yeah uh, you know and opening them up to these ideas if i can if i can make someone you know at least feel something from the artwork that they're seeing and see themselves in some sort of way mm. or help them in any sort of way then i've 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 made a, a good difference and I, i'm assuming that's also the kind of message you want to get across with the musical side of things as well. Cause uh, a little bit, I know we've, uh, we're talking about your most recent stuff, but around what 2005 you enjoyed, uh, you joined uh, Imperial drummers yep. and you've probably some of your best friends uh, yeah. are drummers for Imperial and you're doing it with uh, a couple of the lads on the podcast as yeah. well. So is that you've got that musical creativity? What, what, what have you taken from that? And the, the the doll side of things as well that you you also try and channel through your artwork as well. You know when it's imperial drummers made out of um, drummers from all different walks of life. Yeah. You know, um, there's pharmacists. There's mm. um, there's marketing executives and accountants and so mm. many different people. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. all have this. We all have this one thing in common, which is yeah. doll. You know. Yeah. And there, it's like a big family when when we're on gigs when we're on the way to like you know yeah. god knows where jakarta when we're yeah, driving yeah, up yeah. on the m25 or you know m6 down to birmingham yeah. or wherever we're listening to music we're jamming out we're we're finding new yeah. mixes we're listening to djs you know and we're like that that feeling of just like being on the road all the time is amazing and that's a that's a wicked feeling i, I think. think sometimes being in the car where everybody's fighting for the ox cable <laughs> And yeah. you, like, have you heard this? Have you heard that? That kind no, of thing. No, it's not even that. It's like, oh, can I collect my Bluetooth? Bluetooth. Yeah, 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 let me yeah. get on the Bluetooth. Turn your Bluetooth off. Let me get on now. Absolutely. And I think sometimes that you, you discover some of the best music there, but sometimes yeah. music sounds better listened to with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's great. You can channel and listen to some music and really lose yourself yeah, in it. But yeah. sometimes 
socially listening to music as well and discussing I really like how if it's a bangra song I love how that uh, doll comes in yeah. I love I love the uh, the flute in this or and we're we'll probably driving that really dangerously like <laughs> I'm, I'm tapping we're, we're, we're yeah. just tapping everywhere we yeah. can <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, I grew up playing double iron doll yeah, yeah. on an amateur level nothing yeah. professionally but till this day I'll be tapping on a table yeah. regardless or on it's, the dashboard. It, and my daughter's got into the habit now watching it's, it's me. It's a symptom of being a percussionist. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. It's a part of us. <laughs> I, I got told off so much in school uh, tapping on the table all the time. Yeah. But you're right. It is. It is. When you, it, it's an outlet as well, isn't it? You can't it's bring your daughter to school. Thing, yeah. You can't you yeah. just tap on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, what I was going to say, I think um, I, I totally forgot to just mention when it comes to music, of course, nothing comes close to like live bands, live music. Yeah. No. When I've been to concerts, you know, mm. recently I, I went to, I think the last concert I went to was Goldas Month mm. 2019 tour where I got to do artwork on the screens. Absolutely. And so the yeah, screens yeah, were yeah. artwork. And so that was a big mix for me where I was, you know, like, I think that was like a pinnacle feeling where I was like, I was going to oh say that had, that, that had to be a moment for you. Yeah. Like, Growing up, listening to Kuldeep Mana, Gurdasman, and yeah. AS Gang, and so many different yeah. artists and music, you know, that is really like um, being a part of my my years. Mm. For that to happen, and that feeling of yeah. meeting, like it was the two, quickest two minutes of my life when I met him and I gave him the artwork. Yeah, but that was that was two, ah, two minutes I'll never forget. Absolutely, you know, and for it to be on the screen as well. Yeah, on the screen, and ah, and wow, and, and I realized I was at a point now where. I, my name doesn't have to be on the artwork for people to know that it's mine. That's yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So w w when the first um, concert happened, um, this was in the O2, I think, or I think somewhere in the UK. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it was definitely in the UK. It was in London. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went to the one in Birmingham. So the okay. one in London, I straight away had people tagging me, taking taking Brilliant. like you know photos, and they were like, "It gets artworks on the yeah. screen." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is nuts! I need to be there." <laughs> You know, but I did get to see it in person and yeah. it was an amazing feeling. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, that's the reason why I did design. Mm. And people used to ask me, why, why do you want to be a designer? Why do you want to be a designer? Uh, and I said, well, for me to design a product and it's on the shelf mm. and then I can point and say, I designed that yeah. is a massive achievement. Yeah, yeah. Like people are using, people are seeing, yeah. people are hearing. Like this is why creatives do what they do. They, they don't do it so they can create something and keep it behind lock yeah, and key yeah. do it so they can express themselves and people can see it absolutely and that is and you know what like I, I i absolutely don't do this for any sense of fame at all like mm. a lot of people yeah. are like oh you got 30k followers now you're famous I'm yeah like, no <laughs> i will i will reply to every dm every email and always be me behind yeah. it yeah. you know there's no team it's no. just me and i i think that's that's something that i hold up very like I mean, doing all that is probably half the reason why you don't get any sleep. Oh, you know what? Probably. <laughs> so many. That's but, nice, but, though. That's really at, at nice. At the end of the day, it's worth it. Yeah, it is. It you is. that, like, you know, the, to retain that um, personal connection with the people who contact you and it not kind of being yeah. a conveyor belt of, you know, I'm the artist, I sit over here and do my bit. It's like, I keep it very informal. Yeah. 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 I mean, why does it need to be? I mean, why do you, why does one person need to pretend there's a team behind them? Yeah. Why, what? In actual fact, it seems as if look, being more personable is 
the best way forward and it I, is a be- think, better way to relate to I think what it is people. you know when you know on like Instagram people put official at the end of the name yeah, or yeah, before yeah. the name or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean don't get me wrong we've got official in the group chat as well but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it's just so many group. there were so many group chats we had yeah, to change that's the name true. a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. but um, I, I think it's that kind of thing where people think that if you have that it makes you more credible mm. yeah you know and that more respectable and that it's more it's like um, the BTEC version of a blue tick, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like you have a team or it's like some big industry that's right behind you. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. No, I'm level with everyone, you know. I keep it cool like that. And I, I think that's definitely you can see that through what you post. And even the captions that you put up with your posts as well, you kind of tell a story and you tell what it meant to you, why you did that. Yeah. And I think that allows people to see a part of your personality as well. And I think that's that's um, part of the reason why you've probably got the success that you have. No, I'm glad. I mean, that. you know, like the captions are very important to me. Mm. Um, back when I was at school, English was something that I loved, um, mainly because of poetry. Yeah. And I think now, like I am conveying that poetic um, side of me okay. in my captions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And it's not so much I use words to explain what's going on. Mm. It's more so the visual image is providing some sort of essence of a story, like you yeah. said. Yeah. You know. It's like so a museum, isn't can... it? You know, when you see the piece and then someone's written something about the piece and it's not, it, you know, it's not telling you what the piece is because you can see it for yourself. Yeah. It's telling you the story behind the piece or the sentiment behind it. And there's yeah. so many times, you know, reading your caption, is it, it's just a story. Because you can see the imagery and you and read, it, you read the story and it makes sense together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it is a bit thought-provoking. It's like I want to I wanna kind of make people kind of just close their eyes and, and think of something or, you know, immerse them into some, somewhere that they've never been before. So it's like yeah. some sort of fantasy land, you yeah. know, and putting yourself in a position of this artwork that you're seeing. Yeah. It's like... I mean, you can't see if your eyes are closed, so open your eyes when you <laughs> visualize it. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, yeah, visualize it. You know what I mean? But, it, it, you know, it's, it, it gets very, very deep sometimes and, mm. and um, a lot of people love the captions because it's kind of like they can relate to that as well. So you, you find sometimes you just let it flow. Yeah. You just let, like, when you're typing, you kind of just think, you know, you don't hold back on it. You kind of, mm. wherever it takes you, 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 you take it down that road. I, I love looking at some quotes just to kind of give myself some sort of direction yeah. and inspiration. Yeah. But then, then I, I, I rewrite those words and I, and I just, once I get into the flow of it, I'm just typing, mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. There, there, there was a very dark point in my life where I didn't realize that I needed writing so much, okay. you know, just yeah. to express my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. As an outlet. And art yeah. wasn't even a part of that. Yeah. It was just writing. Right. It was just typing just yeah, you know, yeah. everything that I, I was thinking. I think, I think that's really important. And somebody did tell me that once upon a time that, Whatever you're feeling in that moment, write it down. Yeah. Because sometimes you can actually get really lost mm. in what you're or trying to decipher how you're feeling. Mm. But by writing it down, you can almost make sense of it like you're almost telling somebody. Absolutely. Mm. And I think and I think I'm lucky in the sense that if there was, you know, a dark point in my life or when I felt like down, mm. I have three ways that I can yeah. probably sort it out, you know, Absolutely. or kind of such you know, a blessing that. Fix it. Yeah. I've got art, I've got music, I've got writing, you know, po- poetry. If I wanted to write anything down, I know that's a way that I can go. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I think that's a real good, real strong it, message. It, it really is. And just, just to your point about your, your captions, because I, I think it's, you know, captions can kind of get lost a little bit on Instagram because it's such a visual platform. But the words you write are really powerful. 
and, and not just that. I mean, I, I studied art as well and the, the, we went to the Prado and, and, the t- and the teacher there was like, here's this piece of art. Here's who did it. You know, here's the history behind it. But what does it mean to you? And for me, your captions always provoke that response. It's like, I'm not going to tell you what to feel about this. Figure it out for yourself because you, everybody takes the, the beauty with art, any kind of creative um, industry is you take what you want from that. So, you know, the, the person eating, the, the woman eating the donut, everybody's going to look at that yeah. from a different perspective and take something different. Yeah. And your words allow that. They don't, they're not like, this is how you have to look at my art. It's kind of like, let me just start the conversation and you take it on from there. Yeah. And, and often, often that is the case. Like people DM me just coming at me with, with this experience that, yeah. they, that they felt or, you know, or a time when this mm. artwork or caption re- reminded them of something. Yeah. 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 Know? And, and I think that's, that's so nice for yeah. me to hear that as well. Like, I don't know. I've sometimes got DMs of people crying as well, saying that this artwork's literally made them like remember something wow. that mm. they have either never felt before or mm. have made them feel or help them through through a, mm. through a hard time. Yeah. And I'm like, if I, as if I ever got to the point, yeah. you know, that I can do that yeah. with something that I've, yeah, created, yeah, that's mad. But this is, this is the the crazy thing. You're using the musical outlet as well. And obviously music sparks similar emotions in people that it makes them feel a certain way or it takes them back to a time and sparks that kind of nostalgia as well. So to be involved in the art and the music side of things and to be doing both successfully, whether it's the doll side of things or whether it's the art side of things, I think is a credit to your creativity. Definitely. I also want to just, you know, we're talking earlier about how, you're kind of shining a light on uh, like female empowerment. And that's so, Mm. so important and doesn't get talked about enough. But one of the other things that struck me about your art is like, you did the piece with Stormzy and Nipsey and Kobe and. Yeah. Yeah, And the digital Royal portraits. Right. And it's kind of like you're bringing these cultures together as well. It's not just for Asian people, because for me, it's like when you see that kind of stuff, you're bringing in a new audience and you're making this accessible to so many more people. It's not just like, it's our thing. It's like, it's really cool to see Stormzy and Shawani with uh, Union yeah, Jack yeah, yeah, yeah. all over him. And, and yeah. because that's, it's just like, you can bring in a whole different set of people and shine a light on that. The connection yeah. between these two things, you know, it makes it cool so, and relevant in, in so many people's eyes. Mm. So that's the thing, like people know me for making Maharani's, but I do yeah. the Maharajas as well. Yeah. Because again, um, I think male mental health is a big thing as well. Mm-hmm. So even to to represent men in that fashion as yeah. well, you know, yeah. and show that there's unfortunately having to do I don't believe in doing artwork of someone just because they've passed away. Yeah. The reason why I've done the artworks of Nipsey mm. and Kobe um and a few other old portraits that I've done of like mm. Heavy D, some yeah, 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 old yeah. school legendary yeah. rapper. These are because I've known people who are very close to me who these people were important to, yeah. you know, and and that's the only reason why I did it because yeah. they were great people as well as mm. great people to the people yeah, that I love yeah, as well. But that's I'll tell you amazing. what I saw from it. The, the, the thing is, them digital royal portraits, I saw it as these guys were modern day kings. That's yeah. what it yeah, is, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like the Kobe, of the club. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. when I say modern day kings, he was 
Kobe was the best in the game, right? And Nipsey, Nipsey didn't, in my opinion, didn't get enough recognition when he was alive. He got the recognition after he died, which is unfortunate. Which right? is unfortunate, and we can and say that a lot about a lot of artists. Yeah, well, it goes back exactly, to like, but, oh, you know, you talk about like art, like artists, artists, like the original form of artists, like Van Gogh died poor. You know, like yeah. we're talking a lot of people so, who yeah, never really make that, it in life. Yeah. It's exactly that because when I was at school researching artists, these are the people that we went to. We were looking at old history yeah, works and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And these are the artists that we're, you know, researching yeah. and using as our references. Mm. Now, not too long ago, there were there are artists that are doing that of me. And I'm still alive, you know, thank yeah, God. Yeah. And, and and they're interviewing me for their art projects. Yeah. I'm like, this is mad because this is what I used to do of people, but they're all gone. Yeah. You know? However, there is one one artist who, you know, or actually fellow like artists um, who I do absolutely highly respect and they are influences to my art and what mm. it is today. Yeah. Um, and there's a guy, there's a brilliant Brazilian artist um, called Cristiano Sequeira mm. and um, he does vector art and digital art as well. But okay. My style derived from trying at, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Well. So well, you have to seek inspiration. From yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever created a, an absolute unique style of eyes always derived from inspiration of other eyes. evolution absolutely. isn't it and, it's constant and, evolution yeah it is it is yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely and, and and this is the thing I, like I, I try and always you know uh, push the fact that people need to allow themselves to be inspired yeah. yes rather than say oh that I'm not feeling that I'm not inspired by I don't that. want to copy him or exactly. whatever like that yeah. yeah there's a there's a book called um, How to Steal Like an Artist oh wow <laughs> I'm not going to say Check too much out. about it, but it's yeah. book. and I'm not saying I steal anything. I, it's just like it's, it's kind of the idea of someone's already done it. Yeah, doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Not one peat, not two peat. It's the three peat. So I think we're going to move on to the three peat. It's the part of the show where we ask you what are the three songs that you can play over and over again regardless of the location regardless of the genre mm -hmm. no matter where you are in the world it's a way for our listeners to understand what your musical personality is what is your first three beat so first um i would say sajana vs sajana by gurdasman okay so a classic yeah. Yeah. there a classic gurdasman is that anything got to do with the fact that you did the artwork for him no <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> let's just clear that up there's no, there's no bias in this the thing is, I, I I guess that's that's the love for old school music. Yeah, that's absolutely. what represents that old school yeah. feeling for me. Um, and I mean, it's just lucky that I got the good last mind job yeah. anyway, and that happened. You know, so I think that's why it means so much more to mm. me. But he represents he represents to me Punjabi music, real yes. Punjabi roots and folk music. He and, represents and, that, and it's nothing so bad. Well. It's all it's all just about yard. Mm. And yeah, just, exactly. Know, um, the world, nature. Yeah, know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the go to. Loving song and yeah. to provide you that kind of warmth yeah. as well. And you, when you listen to it, it does transport you back a little bit it as does. well, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Even though we weren't born in <laughs> in Punjab or we in the kids and that, yeah, right? Yeah. It does. It has that level of warmth. Yeah, and I think and I think that's where it comes down to when um, when music can transform transport you back to a time. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Know, that you that you've even never never been to or you want to be to. Yeah. You know? What, sorry, one want to be in, and yeah. it's kind of like that feeling where once you listen to that music, it's kind of like it just brings you back to that simple time. Mm. That's nice, a, that's nice a good yeah, feeling. I have to say that's a solid first yeah. three P. You've you've got a lot to live up to on the next two now. So let's <laughs> let's see what you've got coming up. What's your second? Okay, so for my second, I would say 
logic, the incredible true story. See, when when I hear logic, yeah, it actually upsets me that he's not as popular as he should be because Very as a rapper and an artist and a lyricist he is up there he is up there and the incredible true story the way that he tells and creates a narrative and a story he is brilliant brilliant absolutely agreed um so the reason why i love that title track at the end of it there's a monologue by alan yeah yeah and yeah. I've heard of this. It's it's he, he talks about not caring about the money. There's an audience for everything. Let's not teach ourselves. Let's not, let's not teach our kids. Grow up teaching our kids what we've mm. you know what we've done. Otherwise, you're constantly going around the circle. Yeah. And at the end of it, he poses this one question: What do I desire? Mm. And it's just it. that's what me and, and a couple of this house. Yeah. And we like. Let's constantly think about what we do desire because mm. that might change you know, and it might spur some sort of imagination and motivation that yeah. never knew yeah. existed. Yeah. You know? And so that's where I think also comes into pushing back, mm. wanting to um, set a new pace. Yeah. I think I think that this that's unfortunately that's part of the reason I think he probably hasn't gained the popularity that he has because his music is so almost philosophical yeah. in that sense. And his flow and his rhymes and what he's talking about, people just don't grasp it. They don't yeah. understand it. And they prefer to listen to your Takeshi's mm. and, and all these new guys and this mumble crap, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Um, I but think, it is, it's yeah. true because it's just senseless music to an yeah. extent. They're not talking but about the, real this stuff. The thing, I, I guess that the music that is out now today mm. with that mumble rap. Yeah. There's no, I mean, for me, and I, I think many others, hopefully, yeah. there's no real story. Yeah. There's nothing no. being told. It's just words being right. repeated. Absolutely. Whereas when you come back to, back to Run DMC, NWA, and the music that was back then, yeah. these these guys are talking about experience. Yeah. yeah. They're talking about life. They're talking about things that they felt and things that they've been through. Hardships. 100%. Yeah. Where's that reality? Mm. You know, mm. where's that genuine drive of what? what your music is yeah. trying to portray and say. It's not just a word because it's popular or you're trying to throw something out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, even, I, I'll, I'll even say this, the production quality is not as expressive as what I agree completely yeah. with you. It's like a... Sample packs I, I, and it's not... Sample yeah, packs, yeah, sampling yeah. is fine. Mm, don't don't mm. get it wrong. Like samples, as long as you know how to use them, it's Yeah, cool. absolutely. But you know? what I'm saying is, is that when I say sample packs, I mean... Yeah, they're using the same snares and the yeah. same drum kits as the all the other tunes. Yeah, absolutely, exactly, with slightly different keys, yeah. that kind of thing. But you you pr transport yourself back to the time. And if we talk about NWA, let's mm. just talk about that. Yeah, Dre used samples mm. from old um, rock, jazz, yeah. and them different type of soul and funk tunes. Yeah. But he made them in such a way that it was, it was so emotive and it brought across everything that he wanted to and the way and the that, he, that he used and the sense that he yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. but then also you talk about the details of real artists like michael jackson and i've spoken about this before like the bad 25 documentary with that spike lee created mm. i did not realize the level of detail that guy got went into on in yeah. production yeah. like playing yeah, playing an instrument in, in, in on on a certain 
stage of a certain size so that he could get the the best resonance. Yeah. And it was them it was, level it was of details. So, it, was, yeah. it was so precise. Mm. Like that and, and when you know that someone goes through that that much mm. time and detail to capture something that yeah. sounds a certain way for someone to listen to, yeah. they care about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I think I think that that has to be said about logic. I, I've I've seen yeah. a couple of uh, or a docu series about him. I can't remember where or what platform it was on. Mm. But I watched this guy and he his level of detail and he is a family man as well. And but the struggles that he went through in the early years because he is of uh, mixed heritage, mm. but he doesn't look like he is. Yeah. So people didn't accept him yeah. in the culture. So he and that is similar to Eminem's journey. So he had to gain confidence through his craft but unfortunately he's not like fast fashion yeah. he's people appreciate him who can understand him and and i think the more we talk about him the better you know hopefully we open up so many yeah yeah. That, yeah 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 you know as well definitely um and i, I just want to mention a documentary that i absolutely love um mm. on netflix the, the defiant one oh you've seen honestly it. Brilliant, and you get it. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's, honestly, it, it, it really I didn't even know who Jimmy Iovine was until yeah, I watched that. Neither did I. <laughs> and he was the man behind, behind Dre and uh, and Aftermath. Yeah. So like, the the reason why I love it is just that the way it sh it really conveys how yeah. these people broke ground doing Massively. what they do, Massively. and the struggles that they went through. It, set, it just set everything. No, it's definitely, it's, it's one to watch. Yeah. 100% one to watch. Yeah. One of the favourites out there. Absolutely. So, your third and final Vic for the three-peat, what is it? Bohemian Rhapsody. Queen. <laughs> so that, that's that's a finisher yeah. of all finishes, isn't it? It is. It is that song because it's not really a song. It's like a, <laughs> no. it's a opera. It's like a story. It's a whole... Yeah, it, it, it is yeah. an opera. Yeah. I mean, after watching Bohemian Rhapsody, like we said at the beginning, I realised... He he actually said that he goes. I want to make my next album theatrical. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be a piece, not just a, a song. It is one of the probably like best written songs. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's full of so many different genres, different levels completely. Yes, it takes you in one place, then transports and, you somewhere and you know, else. The great thing about that song, every twist in it is memorable. Like you know, it's not like yes. You're going through, you listen to Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's like this bit has its own story, its own character, its, so its own yeah, yeah, yeah. its own genre. Like, oh yeah, God, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just as memorable, but it's on a completely different direction. You know, I love it. So, love it. So the reason why I absolutely love yeah um, the band is Freddie and mm. even. Um, oh my God, curly hair dude. Forgot his name. Um, oh my God. Uh, you're not a real fan. He's, he's the guitarist. <laughs> I forgot. He was the main guitarist. Yeah, no. okay. I forgot his name. My bad. Yeah. Um, Brian May. <laughs> that's it. Brian May. <laughs> Brian May. That's the one. as if you didn't know that. 100% we called it. Okay, Brian May. So there's this, there's a scene in the movie where they just made this song, Bohemian Rhapsody, and yeah. six minutes long. And they tell this producer, we're going to sing this song and people will be bopping their heads by the end of it. Yeah. And they got undermined by this producer. He was like, no, I'm not going to run it six minutes long. What is this bullshit? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's going to love it. Yeah. And they absolutely fucking proved it. Absolutely. And because this song blew up and this producer said, like, shit, I understand. Yeah. 
Like, so I, them, them in their own way were defiant ones as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They were completely going against the grain and doing what the fuck they wanted to do. And I love that because yeah. I, I, I see myself in that position as well. Not in a big-headed way. Yeah, no, no absolutely, yeah. We are absolutely just pushing boundaries. And I always say that. It's just like, you know, yeah. we, we can't keep doing what's already right. been done. Yeah. You know, and we have to break away from it. We have to break mm. away from laws. We have to like, you know, really stand out. Yeah. No matter what it takes, you know, and absolutely. be fearless. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's what he did when he went onto stage at that um, um, Live Aid. Aid. Yeah. And he absolutely Blue just up. did yeah, his thing, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. Yeah, on the biopic. Right 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 fell asleep. <laughs> That's the best part. the end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're again, right. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. finding out as well that he, he had AIDS. Or, yeah. And that performance, I mean, that was the defining performance, wasn't Absolutely. it? That's the one that everybody goes to, the Live Aid one. I've got shivers now just, just oh, talking great. about it. I'm like, it's it's an, it's an amazing I think that's it. Music. It's a great song. It's a it's great three-peat. Fantastic three-peat. The, the thing that I yeah, love about definitely. the three-peat, Vic, is you've got, you know, these trailblazers, these people who break boundaries, these people who are fearless in the face of criticism and wanting to make a difference, underpinned by this humble, nice, pure sound of Gurdas Man. And it kind of represents... <laughs> Exactly mm. who as a character. Yes, you're fearless. Yes, you're pushing boundaries. But underneath all that, yeah. there's a, a respectfulness, a calmness. Because you can be pushing the boundaries, but you can be an asshole about it at the same time. You kind of need to have a <laughs> bit of humility while you, you do that. Yeah, It's Absolutely. funny because people people would see me and they think, oh, beard, tattoos. Yeah, he might, yeah, probably yeah. probably smokes and he probably drinks. Yeah, yeah. I don't do any of that, yeah. but when they get to know me, I'm just a goof. <laughs> so. But it's, it's a way of expressing yourself. Yeah. And, it, and by expressing yourself in that way, you don't have to convey to a certain stereotype. Yeah. You don't have to be that person. You yeah. can be whoever the hell you want to be, but you can love tattoos. Yeah. And you, you can have a beard yeah. and you can have your and, eyebrow pierced. And what's funny is, me looking like this now is now my persona. This is where people, like when I started looking like this, um, I'm expressing myself more. I feel more comfortable, yeah. and also people just start yeah. taking me more seriously. You know, because you almost owned yourself, really, didn't you? You wasn't trying to be what people expected you to look like. You you were being who you wanted to to be, and people that probably made people stand up and watch. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like I've I've sometimes got the comments of, "Oh, he looks corrupt." <laughs> I'm like, sorry. <laughs> How many corrupt yeah, artists yeah. Uh, do you, do you know? <laughs> Absolutely crazy. This is the part of the show where we ask, are you roots or rhymes? So the final question of the show, Vic, we ask absolutely everybody throughout their journey and everything that you've done so far, are you roots or rhymes? I would say I'm roots. Wow. Straight down the roots. Yeah, I'm straight down the roots. Okay. Um, The roots are always there. Yeah. And... I feel like I'm I'm on a journey from those roots mm. to build it into something that is modern yeah. today. Yeah, you know, but those but those are always there. Those are you know, I, the homage I, I, is there. I to still them. have my yeah. kara on. I yeah. still you know, I I love going to a gurdwara and mm. you know, really representing culture and all cultures. Yeah, you know, at that, and I think it's it's important to do that in this day and age. Otherwise. We yeah. ain't moving. 
Yeah. You know, who are we? Yeah, yeah, forward, yeah. You know? I think, I think the, the term, and it's probably overused, but I, I, I do think it's, it's so true is you don't know where you're going until you know where you've been. Absolutely. Or where you're going. Tomorrow is unpredictable. Absolutely. I don't, I don't even plan my next mm. week. You know, I guess the only plans I usually do is like, uh, when I have gig dates. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and a podcast to record. <laughs> and, and a podcast to record. <laughs> I literally did just ask yeah. you today, what time are we yeah. recording? Oh my God. <laughs> because what time are we recording? I was like, seriously, That's come great. on. Yeah, so you, you just happened you know to get was, yeah, studios together and like, oh, let's just record a podcast. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, let's just do it. Because I don't wake up at normal times. I yeah, wake up yeah, at like yeah. 12 or 1. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because I've been working at night time. Yeah. Or playing PS4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more like playing PS for now <laughs> just kidding great you know what um, Vic it's been a great opportunity yeah. to speak to you Thank and you. it's really helped us get into your head and it's very difficult to usually get into a creative mind sure. because it's running in all different directions oh, but yeah. you seem like you've got a real solid direction whether it's the musical side of you or whether it's the artistic side of you but collectively that creative journey that you're on is is powerful and I think it'll be relatable to a lot of people. Yeah. And in my, uh, from my perspective, long yeah, may it continue. Absolutely, yeah. 100% agree. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I appreciate it as well, you know, like for anyone to take the time to really like dive into my journey and my mm. life and what I've done, you know. Um, I, I mean, it's only fair that you have a story to tell. Sure. And everybody's story is completely different. Yeah. But what, what we wanted to get the crux of in this podcast is how music has an involvement in that yeah. and how music has helped define your journey. And, and that's the thing. I don't think anyone's really dived into why, what music plays in sort of yeah. an artist's career. Yeah. You know? um, but there, there is an absolute like whole journey there as well in its own. You know? mm. and, um, it does tie in. So, um, Absolutely. It's nice to talk about it. Awesome. Wicked. No, it's been great having you. Um, right now, Vic, this is your opportunity to plug anything that you've got going on. Tell the listeners what you're doing, uh, what sub G your mum's made today, anything you want, right? You just let them know. I don't know, know about the sub G, but <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's methy prodigy. Yeah, she, yeah, she, prodigy. She, 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 she's growing methy at home and yeah. she, she showed me yesterday. I was like, yes, I'm excited That's for this. Prodigy. <laughs> now but, let the listeners know what you've got going on, bro. So, um, as you know, you just heard me, my name's Vic Kainth, um, Vic.Kainth on uh, Instagram and if you want to buy any art you can um, check out Um that's where you can get in touch with me and um, drop me a DM whenever you want you know if you want any commissions done um, that's I'm, I'm always working on artwork it's my livelihood it's my day job um, and I wouldn't trade it for, for anything in the world but um, yeah that's me also get in touch if you need a dolly yeah, if you need, yeah, be yeah, Imperial yeah. drummers. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Brilliant! And for all the listeners, check out in the group chat in podcast. The group chat podcast. Yeah. Uh, yourself and uh, Sunny and Pav. Is it? And Pav. Great guys. Great, great guys. Yeah. Great podcast, and it's it's one to definitely look out for. And there may be a collab between. Roots and Rhymes and in the group chat Absolutely. podcast in the near future to watch out for that as well. Yeah, big up. But from Roots and Rhymes, it's been an absolute pleasure, Vic. Thank you. And we wish you, you all Vic. the best. All the best, brother. The UK is on red alert. 
As part of our commitment to the British Asian events industry, we're campaigning with We Make Events to help raise vital funds for those who can no longer work as a result of live events being cancelled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. You can help by donating using the link in the description of this podcast because together we can help make events again.